Shelf Fantasy. Spot on yet again. I almost Spot missed on that cracks. one. Spot on cracks. You was, almost missed it? I was. I did. I was late. Well, yeah. You gotta. You gotta yeah, spin your you're pulling springs. Pulling yeah. springs. What are you drinking? Super treat. Treehouse. Best there is. Best there ever has been. Best there ever will be. Who went? Who went down there for you? Um, my brother-in-law Jay. Oh, Jay he's Mark. at a wedding in in Connecticut, so might as well, right? Oh yeah. I Wait mean, I up? stopped by after my wife's grandfather's funeral because I was like, well, why are we in Connecticut? When in Rome? <laughs> when you were in Connecticut? <laughs> well, we're down there. Uh, I'm drinking a truly the citrus punch. Truly, yeah. The punches are good. I like them. They are very good. They only have like They're a like couple kind of though. addicting. They're like very are they, sweet. Are they sweeter? They're very sweet. Very. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They so there's like no sugar in it. There's like one gram of sugar. Yes, one one gram of, of sugar, but it tastes like a fruit punch. Yeah. Like a little legit, legit like Kool Aid. Legit, like uh, carbonated Kool Aid. I don't know how they're sweetening it. Some sort of artificial sweetener. I'm into it. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to end up with like cancer with whatever yeah. you're using. Aren't we all? Uh, Top Shelf Fantasy. TopShelfFantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top Shelf FNTSY. This is Podcast 153. That's, that struggled. 153. did not come out easy. I think it was fun. Yeah. Um, I thought it was smooth. It's not, not Kenny G smooth. But, uh, <laughs> Nobody's Kenny G Although Kenny G, <laughs> Kenny G has got his own problems. Uh, we are doing the last division, NFC West. Yes. That would be Actually, uh, Seattle, uh, Arizona, and some other teams that are in that division. <laughs> yes, Correct. there's two more teams. And, uh, somebody else. Uh, all right, so we have some news to go over. These guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? Well, we just came off of a Superflex uh, mock draft, and I don't know about Dow's, but I think we're both still looking at the draft board going, huh. How's our Superflex draft going to actually like, go? My team is so good. <laughs> Just like everybody else in our entire league. Dude, every I'm going to crush year. it. Dude, my team, bro? Have you seen my team, dog? <laughs> yeah, I see it. It's the same as it is every year, and we're all going to finish you know, around the same. Uh, Rashad Bateman hurt his groin in practice. Severity is unknown. So it, what did that happen today? It happened today, yeah. So there, there's no structural damage, but there's no report of how long he's going to be out for, which is a good sign. There's no IR, but... It's could easily fall right through the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean we talk about it all the time: hamstrings, groins, soft tissue is troubling. You, got, I mean, your timetable for return is always a question mark. You come back too soon, you re-injure it, and we do this all year, and it's just a terrible, terrible dance. Hopefully, he's all right and gets back soon. Because we talked about this earlier. I mean, you a lot of times you go, okay, cool. It's a, an injury to the top uh, receiver. That's a bump for the next guy in line, right? So Hollywood Brown should be looking at a bump. In this case, I don't think it really works that way. I think it's a, a big detriment to the entire Raven offense, at least their passing game, which we saw struggle last year. And at this point, they're pretty much trotting the same team out, except it's Sammy Watkins instead of Willie Sneed. whoop de do. Week one, Sammy. That's all we got to say. I, and it, it's it's a it's a little scary too because they could put a lot of it could bump Mark Andrews up quite a bit. Where I think we're sitting here saying Andrews probably has some regression, and he could start to get scary in his ADP going forward. Uh, speaking of tight ends, Hunter Henry, he's out with a shoulder injury for a few weeks. So he did something. Um, again, I think you put this in the docket, so I didn't actually see the actual report. On yeah. It, so he, he walked off of practice yesterday. I think it was yesterday, two days ago, but, um, came out, he, he's out for a few weeks. It's doesn't seem 
so severe. I mean, his his uh, on DraftKings his his a uh, player props for the season did not change. So I think that's a good sign. But yeah, again, like I, I think it bumps up John. Like I had Hunter Henry a spot over John Smith. I'm gonna sw- switch John Smith over him now, just because John Smith is gonna be you know have a better rapport with Cam or Mac Jones, whoever starts over Hunter Henry, who's probably who's lo- likely out until week one of the season. Yeah, I and just, it could it could be a lingering injury too. I just right? saw online yep. Belichick's calling him day to day, which is probably about as good as it gets for a shoulder injury. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. Uh, speaking of shoulder injuries, more <laughs> severe, I would say. I think off the bat, Justin Jefferson sprained AC joint. We know what it is, which helps a little bit of clarity. But coming from the AC joint specialist and Tom over here, uh, you know it can be a problem. And I, I think we talked about this too uh, in our in our group chat. Mike Thomas played. I'm sorry, Mike Williams rather played through the entire season with uh, an AC injury last year, AC joint injury, while Tyrell Williams had an AC joint injury in preseason and did not play a single snap. So that's the range of this injury i mean james connor's had it he's missed weeks different for a running back than a wide receiver obviously no matter how you dice it it's problematic hopefully justin jefferson can gut it out and he can play through it or it heals up and he's good to go i mean that's best case scenario but you hope that it doesn't linger with him all year and a guy like him who's a freak athlete he's jumping diving grabbing balls i mean diving in preseason games for that matter i mean you're gonna see him do it he does it all the time it's a problem i mean you land on that wrong and he's done for how long the rest of the year Right. Well, and I mean, we're also getting to the point too, like where a lot of people are actually doing their fantasy drafts. So it's like you want to take Justin Jefferson and be like, oh, he'll be healthy for week one. But the severity of these, like you said, it could be you could play through it or you could miss the entire season. You could play on it and then hurt it and be out. So it's like, what chance are you willing to take with Justin Jefferson? And those are really the worst ones where we see them like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play. And then they get hurt and they sit. And then they're like, next week, oh, yeah, questionable, probable, upgraded to play one drive and they sit you're like oh man i can't h.a green what are you doing to me he's <laughs> taking uh, advice from uh adam thielen um all right so let's stick with some injuries before we get to uh good news and other news uh deandre swift missing significant time at practice with a groin injury that's concerning to me that very concerning <laughs> yeah and it, and it kind of came out of nowhere too it was um who's the rookie they have there the um Jefferson, Jamar Jefferson. Jamar. Oh yeah, he's out. Like, oh yeah, Jamar. He's out as well as DeAndre Swift. I'm like, why wouldn't DeAndre Swift news be coming first? And then I read more about him. Like, well, he's missed a lot of practice time because he has a groin injury, which of course helps Jamal Williams stock up a little bit. Again, luckily it's now instead of you know week before the season starts. So I don't think he's gonna fall too much in drafts by the time you draft or the. End of August, but I mean, it's it's something to definitely keep an eye on. And just one overarching umbrella for all this stuff. This is still early preseason injury news. Like a lot of these are just you know they're really minor injuries and they maybe get blown out a little bit out of proportion. And it's really just these guys don't have to play preseason games. Like DeAndre Swift's the starter there. What the hell does he care if he plays preseason? He's like, I'll sit out with a groin injury. Yeah, I'll be back. They yeah. shouldn't play him. Yeah, I'll play uh, week three or preseason week three, and I'll be back ready to rock and roll week one. Something to something to keep in mind. But eye yeah, on. no, I certainly monitor the situation. They're not all they're not all smoke screens. Uh, DJ Shark had surgery on a broken finger, which is hysterical. Now he should play Week One. Uh, the reason I say it's hysterical because Urban Meyer was the guy who came out and said you're a big man playing a small role in the offense, and now he has surgery. Look what on, I can on do. A broken it's finger. It's, yeah, it's like 
So, I mean, I don't know that you're making the best case in front of your new boss. We did see Chris Godwin have a similar injury midseason in the last year, and he came back and played, what, one or two weeks after? Like, had the surgery, waited a week, played the next week with, the, like, a little, uh, was it? A little stint. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so he won't play in preseason at all, which, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a big deal, but with a brand new offense, brand new quarterback, that is a big deal. Where Marvin Jones and Lavishka are going to be taking all those reps from him, and then, boom. And with the other news note with MT being on the radar, potentially coming over, that's, I, I mean, MT shows up and DJ Sharks out with a broken finger. <laughs> See you later. There goes your role. Yeah, real quick. Well, I mean, MT's hurt too, so who knows? Well, I guess we can talk about that. I I was going to talk about some good news, but we can talk about that. So, yeah, so MT, more MT drama. So he's out, what, six weeks because he had the the surgery done. There's no timetable yet. There's no timetable on that, but... Uh, so real quick, I was listening to Schefter talk about this. The Saints feel uh, like they got slapped in the face because Michael Thomas never told them that he was going to have the surgery done. So Michael Thomas went rogue and had the surgery done on his own when the team actually was advising him not to have it done. So he went against what the team says, and now he might be traded. Yeah, and I'm sure the team was like, if you're going to have the surgery, why don't you do it? You know, uh, four months ago. Yeah, why did you do the it day June? after the week seventeen or yeah. you know, week seventeen uh, loss to the Bucks in the playoffs, which is what you, this is what uh, Amara Cooper did, and now, yep. Well, Cooper's back to practice, but still, back to MT drama. So he go he apparently goes to the Saints for three months, and he's coming out like, oh, f the Saints, they made me look bad. I'm like uh, MT, you he kind of did it by himself. Yeah, the last two years. Big, yeah, you didn't need the Saints to yeah, help you look bad. Big here. drama queen, but I mean, there's a chance he gets traded, I guess. But I think that's a. I'm not sure if it does happen. What team's gonna want Michael Thomas right now? He's hurt. He's hurt. He's, he's a circulated well, in drama. Especially if, like if I'm a Jacksonville, I'm like, hey, yeah, I got a brand new young quarterback, not a great team. Do I, I want to bring a cancer like this in here? E- even how good he is, like it's the same thing with AB a couple years ago. Do you do do you risk it to bring him in and and destroy your locker room when you have a young core yet you want to build up? No, and, and it really all depends what the Saints are looking to get back for him too, right? So if you're, I mean, if you can you can let go of a fourth or fifth round pick and grab Michael Thomas, yeah, I'll take that risk. I'll bring him in and we'll see what right. can happen. And if he sucks or he's he's annoying, we just cut him and we're done with him. We didn't waste much. If they're looking for multiple first rounders. That's a that's a, a course of a different color, right? You know? So, I mean, it, it all depends on that. I haven't heard what their asking price is for him, or if he's really even seriously being shot. But we heard the Jaguars were a suitor. Who else? The Eagles were a suitor. Like the Eagles, Patriots were in the mix. Colts, but like, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't Raiders. want. Him. I would not want him if I was any of those teams. The I think, I think the most them. likely team to take a shot on would be somebody like the Patriots with a Bill Belichick guy who's really just no nonsense. If he could trade nothing for him, bring him in, and right again, he, hey. Bill Belichick would also be the first to cut him. Well, yeah, exactly. Here's the third and Nikhil, and boom. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and, and I mean, him and Sean Payton go way back Belichick, I mean. So if, if he's a real issue, I don't think the Patriots are even rumored to be in on it. If, you know, uh, Payton says, you know, he's not that bad of a guy, you could probably get something out of him. He'll let him know. Right. Um, He's an $8 million cap hit, too. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's another to, problem. That's, you're right. I mean, it doesn't come cheaply, uh, even if you do give up a fourth or fifth. Um, All right, good news. Mari Cooper. Off pop back at practice, so that's fantastic. Love to see it. This is what MT should have done. <laughs> Taking the Amari Cooper route, yeah. um, and shut his mouth for his entire career. I've never heard Amari Cooper speak. 
Yeah, actually, I have no idea what he sounds like. I have no. It's so funny because like I didn't like him as a writer. Like, yeah, this guy's so like he no like never done it. I had no right to do to say that or do that. Like he's probably a nice, genuine guy. It's like all right, I'll. I'm hurt. I can't. You know, I can't say that that I'm not doing good because I'm hurt. Like exactly. And no, still doesn't talk. Six years later, and he's one of the best wide receivers in the league now. He's on Dallas, and you still don't hear a peep out of him. He's like, "I just run really fast. I hope you can catch me, and I'm great at catching balls." It'd be wild if you just didn't speak English. Like, <laughs> like came from some like he's actually other country. He's we actually have no idea. idea. <laughs> Pam Oliver's out there trying to interview him, and he's just like, <laughs> "No." Xavier uh, and Howard in the Dolphins agree to rework their deal. So that was actually a pretty big deal, right? It was like a four-year, seventy-something million. I don't quote me on the on the dollars, Corey. Would yeah. Know. I, I mean, yeah, I, you don't know this off the top of your head, Mister Defense. No, but I know it's a huge impact. I mean, player it's, for the it's massive for the team because we talked oh, about this on our news and notes thing uh, two weeks ago, and we kind of said like, you know, if if he is out of town, like what they have built with Flores, like you know, young team, almost playoff contender, they have one of the best defenders in the league, and he already wants out, like. I'm very happy that they came to terms and like you're, you've got to keep your best guy. You have the cap space to do it now. So now he's going to make twelve point seven eight five million fully guaranteed this year, and an additional three point five million in incentives are available, which really sets they're saying setting a new precedent for the cornerback position. So what is it in total? Do you know off the top of your head? Five year seventy five point one million was okay. his extension in twenty nineteen. Then he fell to the sixth highest paid. And now they extended it to eighty-two point five million. Man, how good Which of is kind a of... player can you be to be like, "Hey, I want to be the number one highest paid yeah. quarterback," and then you fall to the six, and you're like, "Way, you know what? Actually, I should, I should get more. I'm the number one." And it's like, "Yeah, but you just, you just I, signed I, a deal with us." I mean, it's a bad precedent to to set because everyone in the NFL is going to start doing this. Like, yeah, you were the top paid a year ago. Now the market's changed. We'll talk about it in three years. Wouldn't stop. Nope, they want it now, or else they'll they won't play for you. Right? Like it's, it's such a bad person to, to set, and, and it's going to be a headache in the he coming years. Makes one million additional dollars on top of all of that I just mentioned. If he makes the Pro Bowl and five hundred thousand dollar per game that he's healthy <laughs> as a bonus, five hundred. So we're paying, show we up. are paying you the highest amount of any cornerback in the league, but also another five hundred thousand per game for showing up. Imagine getting paid double to show up to work. That's crazy. I don't even get paid for showing up to work. <laughs> <laughs> you only get paid if you do shit. Exactly. Um, all right. So that that is the impactful news um, as of August. Oh, Jesus Christ. 10th. The 10th. Um, so, I mean, we've got podcasts ahead. I think we're going to start ramping them up. So we'll have more to come. So more news will be popping out. Let's get into the NFC West. Scotty, you yep. put this together. I did, yes. Uh, we'll start with the Seahawks. 12 and 4 record last season, bringing back the same coach and Pete Carroll, of course. This is his uh, 11th year on the team, so he's been pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, pretty m- middle of the pack. Passing yards, um, 16th ranked in the league. Rushing yards, 12th ranked in the league. Of course, Russell Wilson's back. I know there was some drama in the offseason where he wasn't happy. There was trade rumors out there, but, you know, he's back. They're, that's kind of like washed away so with him back and Geno Smith back I mean the, w- what a pair <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding no no uh, Geno Smith is is a fine fan 
back up to to throw four times a year. So eighty percent completion. Yeah, four for five for thirty three. But did you see Russell Wilson's completion? Nice. Percentage, nice, very nice. Oh, that is nice. It's very nice. I mean, the, the listeners know. I'm not even gonna say it, <laughs> but um. So last year, Russell Wilson started off very, very, very hot. Uh, first five weeks, he was probably shooing for MVP. I think it was like him, and then Mahomes was kind of there. Kyler was there, and then after week six, week seven, they kind of went to the run game more. Even though they had, I think DK and Tyler are both wide receiver one and two in fantasy. Completely changed. The team was still okay, but not as good as they were in the first six weeks. But they bring back Chris Carson. I know Chris Carson, we kind of said they were not going to bring back. If I had a bet, I would say he was not going to be on the team in 2021. But I think he went out there and kind of saw the market and said, you know, he's not getting what he thought he'd get. Came back to the Seahawks. I think that's a fantastic signing for them. Because if they didn't have him, they would have had just Rashad Penny, um, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, Alex Collins. Right. Well, and Carlos Hyde left town too. So. Carlos, yeah, yeah, right. So unless they would have drafted a rookie early, I would don't think they would have. But Chris, Chris Carson's there. He he's not a sexy name. He had a 681 yards last year in 12 games, 4.83 yards per carry, five touchdowns, decent in, in the passing game. Actually, he had four touchdowns in the passing game, which is actually very solid on 37 re- receptions. But um, other than that, for RBs. I don't know if, if I'm touching anyone else in on that team. No. Uh, I mean, we just did the, a, a pretty deep mock draft. Rashad Penny just went in the last round, and I think that just someone just throwing a dart there, I mean, they, which I'm fine with doing that. Yeah, Chris Carson has struggled with injuries, so taking one of these guys as, as a handcuff-ish or you know a, a backup, alternate, third down back, whatever you want to call it, it's not a bad idea, but I just don't think that if, any, if Chris Carson goes down that any of these guys has the huge upside. For me... I'm still leaning Alex Collins is probably the guy, and I'm still not drafting. I'm gonna wait. I'll wait on an injury and see if I can grab him. You know that week. Yeah, I did. The volume's just not there for me. No, for like it's anybody. just they and, ran the ball yeah. what 326 times, something like that. Like yeah, and Russell Wilson had 83 of those carries. <laughs> yeah, so the RBs. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> the running back total was 230. Yeah, 231 to be exact. But um. Like we've seen in the past, when Chris Carson or, or the starter for Seattle goes down, they usually bring someone in. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, they brought back Marshawn Lynch, even though they had five RBs on the roster. They could, he could go down. They could bring in Todd Gurley. They could bring in Love Bell. Like there's guys that they'll bring in before they turn the reins to Rashad Penny. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, there's tons of guys out there. Not, not just those two, and I think that any of them are better options than these guys. I do like DJ Dallas too, but again, I don't think he's the guy. I mean, no, I, thirty-four carries last year. Yeah. That's that's nothing. I think that's he's a, a game. fine little spark here and there. He's he's not your every down back, right? But um, yeah, should we get to their, 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 their? I'm sorry, I'm just looking at their rushing game stats as a as a team. It's just it's just not there. I mean, you even take uh, Russell Wilson who had 513 rushing yards on 83 attempts for just over six yards a carry. He only converted that into two two touchdowns. I mean, you have other guys that are running the ball 83 times, and they're stuffing in six to ten touchdowns. You well, know, when you have a guy like DK Metcalf and you're in the one, like, uh, yeah, I'll play just it, give it to him. He's like, hey, safe. you know what? I, they're very good at passing at the one when it comes down to the line. Just like this, <laughs> you know. Shout out uh, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, shout out. They'll, 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 they just don't learn. Yeah. But, um, I mean, let's get into a better section of the team. Wide receivers. DK Metcalf is an absolute beast. I, I think he is... 
hands down surpassed Tyler Lockett. And Tyler Lockett, in his own right, is probably a top 20 receiver. And he might finish the top 12 again just because those massive boom games that he has. Which we saw last year. I think he had two or three huge games. And then the rest were very, very, like, it, it was tough. Do I start him? Yeah, I mean, he had sub 10-point games. He had sub 5-point games. And then he had, you know, over 30-point games. But he had yeah. zero point games. Zero point. Yeah. I mean, the volatility there is is always not really always, but it lately has been a concern. The which last is crazy because he had a hundred receptions and and he led the teams in targets. I mean, one thirty two to compare to one twenty nine to DK. But I mean, he turned that into a thousand yards, where DK turned eighty three into thirteen hundred yards. Yeah, I mean that's over five yards like a catch difference. Yeah. Well, the the touchdowns are alarming to me Tyler Lockett had 10 and DK had 10 so I could see Tyler Lockett doing this again I can't see Tyler Lockett getting double digit touchdowns I mean I I I could just in the sense that Russell Wilson is going to be around that 35 to 40 touchdown range they got to go somewhere and they're not going to a tight end he always is Gerald Everett Everett is a a sneaky play I mean David Moore had six touchdowns so it's not like yeah yeah and and I also don't think that Chris Carson catches four more touchdown passes yeah so Tyler Tyler Lockett had six touchdowns in just two games. Right. I was going to say well, he had he had one three-touchdown game, didn't he? Th- two three-touchdown games. Three. Okay. Two, three, two, so, three, two, three, two, four. Seven, eight, yeah. ten. <laughs> All right. So week one, to, um, week one to three last season, 13 points, 16 points, 32, and then four, six, the bye, then 45, then five, six, nine, 17, three, nine, seven, five, five. Then week seventeen was twenty seven words. Like, all right, that yeah. doesn't doesn't, ma- me. doesn't matter Season's at all. Over. It was like, so I mean, he padded the stats in, in week seventeen, but again, two massive games, three relatively wide receiver two slash wide receiver three games. But he finishes wide receiver, I think nine, nine. Yep. Yeah. But you see those those streaks of like three bad games in a row. By the third game, you're not starting them, and then. So you're we like, oh, saw scored zero again. He's still not in your lineup for the forty-five pointer. You're like, God. Oh, okay. So so he right. pulled a Mike Evans from two years ago. Yeah, pretty much. Quite honestly, couple Ugh. couple m- massive games. Couple shot but, to the heart. But again, is it, Mike Evans? We know is going to be there with the touchdowns. Is again, Tom saying? Do you think Tyler Lockett's getting ten? Yeah, I, I mean, I would bet that he gets. That's 10. double digits. I mean, I mean, one more right. week, but well, I mean, yeah, but you mean double digit touchdowns. It, it, it's hard to like. The, the, there's only a few guys each year that get double-digit touchdowns. I think he's in a five-six range. That's that's where I would peg Tyler Lockett right now, and I'm concerned about him eclipsing 100 receptions and a thousand yards. And I think the biggest thing, of course, David Moore is gone, but they drafted Dwayne Eskridge very, very high, and, he, and he's a very talented rookie that is not going to not be there. Like he's going to have a huge role. So I do think Eskridge does take some targets and touchdowns away from Lockett, as well as DK Metcalf just having another year in the offense, another year to in the NFL to just, you know, put him in that solidified, you know, top six, top seven range. Yeah. I mean, so look at, look at the two tight ends who left too. Jacob Hollister had 40 targets and Greg Olson had 37, right. And Will Disley had 29. So they passed to the tight end position quite often now you have a kid, 106 times to be exact. They they passed to the uh, oh excuse me 108 because I forgot about uh, Colby Parkinson. Uh, but anyway, what I'm saying is that you know Gerald Everett in his own right could be a guy who sees 
80 to 85 targets himself. And where are those going to come from? They could come from Lockett. They could come from wherever. I mean, they had 144 vacated targets. So, I mean, who's who's even not to say that Tyler Lockett doesn't go out and see 150 targets? But when we look at the team and we talk about it as a whole, I, I think it's more of the same. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we see Russell Wilson getting the, like, you know, 500 rushing yards a year, a couple touchdowns there, like 35 to 40 touchdown passes each year. Like, it's... And to, like again, he he's a very very safe quarterback one. Yeah, I think you know what to expect with the Seattle offense at this point. I mean, when DK comes in, you're like, oh, I don't really know what he's going to do, but the offense as a whole, we got a pretty good idea. They're not going to run the ball a ton. They're going to run it enough to keep everybody honest. They're going to throw the ball probably about five six hundred times, probably closer to six hundred, and they have success doing it. They'd have success every year doing it. So if it ain't if it ain't broke, right? I mean, it led you to a 12-4 and four record. Yeah. I mean, no complaints. I mean, they didn't win the playoffs. so That's also their formula. That's, uh, yeah, that's not, yep. not great. So 144 vacated targets. Yeah. And, and 95 vacated rushing attempts. So in a majority of those came from Carlos Hyde. So I'm going to be really interested to see if... Those 81 targets go to Chris Carson, and then Chris Carson gets the 220 carry mark? <clears throat> or do they use a DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, Alex Collins, Rashad Penny? Uh, Nick Belfour. Nick Belor? I mean, right. you know what I mean? Like, do they do they take do they take a majority of those and, and concentrate on Chris Carson? Because he only did play 12 games. I mean, Carlos Hyde's rushing attempts are really when Carson was hurt. Right, so we'll we'll see kind of what what happens with all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I think if Carson's healthy, he's getting the two hundred range. So Russell Wilson QB one, Chris Carson RB three, Tyler Lockett wide I'd receiver uh, RB two three range, RB RB two RB three for Carson, Tyler Lockett. Would you draft him as like a wider th- wide receiver three, wide receiver two upside? He's just a guy yes. that now I would. Uh, let, let's just circle back to him real quick. DK Metcalf's a wide receiver one. Um, but Tyler Lockett, is he a guy you'd be willing to reach on before the fifth, sixth? Yeah, probably. I mean, depending on I mean, the league format. I, again, but... like, I got I to look back at the mod. It, it depends the league. It, it, if it's a super, super flex league, I mean, I he just know. had 100 catches. Yeah, I'll take a, it's half PPR. Again, like he, 50 points. Where you get him, I think, will be a steal. Whereas ADP is because I th- like, but he's gonna be like you 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 have to know he's the boom guy, right, right. You but, have to know what. But you're he could up easily for. get a hundred catches again, again. And but like again, six touchdowns. If he's not wide receiver nine, he might be wide receiver seventeen, eighteen, which is probably fine where he's being drafted. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I have it right here. Uh, he is being drafted six ten. He's the twenty third wide receiver. Was that in our superflex or was that just the? No, this he is just went six eleven in superflex. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is looking at a regular half point PPR ten team league. Uh, he's he's the twenty third wide receiver coming off the board before Odell, DJ Moore, Ayuk, Chase Claypool, but uh, but after Galladay, Johnson. So anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, as long as you understand what you're buying. All right, who's who's up next? The next is the Los Angeles Rams. Um. Ooh, look at that quarterback. Yeah, so the only quarterback from last season on the team is John Wolford. Nasty. Who 
who actually looked decent. I, I think he played in the playoffs. You know, didn't look too bad. But they're like, yeah, we need someone else. <laughs> so <laughs> not quite good enough, kid. They traded like um, a c- couple first, couple children of the coaches to Detroit Lions and Goff for Matthew Stafford. Yep, good deal. Yeah, it's a, a great deal. I, I, know, I know we had a convo when I think the trade happened the day of. We have our friend Jeff saying, horrible trade. Jared Goff's as good as Matthew Stafford, blah, blah, blah. But I think we all know, and I think the whole fantasy community knows, and NFL coaches and scouts know that Matthew Stafford is a far better superior quarterback than Jared Goff. And Vegas knows it because you saw the line move on him yeah, like crazy. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> They're over under their odds to win the Super Bowl. Everything shifted. So Jared Goff was good because he had a fantastic coach in Sean McVay, unreal weapons in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. Todd Gurley was hot then. Too. Todd Gurley was hot then. Well, they won. They got they got to the Super Bowl with Gurley and the defense. Yep. And as uh, so so uh, with Stafford coming here, I think that's a huge bump for. Cooper Cup from last year, I think Robert Woods stays around the same as as, as a wide receiver 13, 14, 15 range. I think I have him ranked as 13 or 14 now. I Right around there in Cup, I have as a top 20. I think last year he finished as like 33. But again, like you have a quarterback that knows how to get the ball to the skilled players on a team where Jared Goff struggled mightily the last two years. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like bag on Stafford and they say, well, he hasn't really supported multiple wide receivers for a long time. And yeah, maybe that's true, but he's also had a hurt Kenny Galladay. So then it becomes Marvin Jones. He's throwing the ball to with uh, TJ Hawkinson. So that still kind of counts as a wide receiver, even though it's, I mean, it's a tight end. We still a pass catcher on top of that. He has never in his career. I mean, well, maybe since Calvin Johnson retired had skill position players of this caliber. I mean, Coop, uh, Cooper cup and Robert Woods are both better than, Marvin Jones and well, not really Kenny Galladay, but a hurt Kenny Galladay or not on the field Kenny yep. Galladay, and then you throw in uh, Higby at, at tight end. I mean, he's probably not as quite as good as T.J. Hawkinson, but he's not a humongous step down. I mean, he's a, he's a lateral move, maybe a slightly lateral move down, but he's got better weapons here, also paired with a better defense. I mean, uh, everything here points towards Matt Stafford having probably the best year of his career. Yeah, and, and I do hope so because I've been a huge Stafford fan since he's been in the league. And when I say his career, I mean since Megatron retired. Cause... Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, like, hey, back since Zephyr was like a top five QB for <clears throat> right, a exactly. couple of years. Hey, he's going to have to pass the ball like 600 times this year. Uh, well, again, our biggest news. So I put him down in the vacated target range. So Kim Akers, of course, is out for the year. Now we have vacated rushing attempts, 299 vacated attempts. Daryl Henderson had 138 last year. So now he's going to have 500. I mean, the math adds up. But I mean, so, so Kim Akers is, is out for the year. Malcolm Brown's on the Dolphins now, if I'm correct. correct. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Daryl Henderson is the lead back there. And I know everyone's kind of scared. Like, oh, he can't keep, do the full workload. It's going to be a split backfield. What, whatever it is, Daryl Henderson is the back to own there. I know there's Xavier Jones and Jake Funk that they just drafted. But I I. I think I have him ranked as RB22. I think you have him ranked as RB22 as well, or 21. Something like that. Which I, I think is fair. I, I've seen a lot of ADPs where, where he's going in like as a RB18, RB17. Yeah. Like he's jumping up the draft boards, which... He should be. Yeah. yeah so we, we all had Cam Makers as a second-round pick, maybe even a late first. Late first, early second. Yeah. So I'm actually looking at his ADP uh, trajectory. So 
the the uh, yeah exactly. Um, the Cam Akers news hit right around July twentieth, and so if I'm looking at about a week after that, he started. I mean, he moved up two rounds, but about a week after that news broke, he was being drafted in the tenth back of the tenth round. He's now being drafted at the beginning of the eighth. So he's moved about three full rounds worth of worth of draft and picks. I think Daryl Henderson has. So I mean, I I would still say eighth round is a steal for a guy guaranteed that volume. But it's like yep. you need to temper your expectations with Daryl Henderson because oh, yeah. even though the ADPs we're looking at, they aggregate a ton of drafts across Yahoo, ESPN. So it's giving us data that's real on what we would expect to see. You know, in leagues that aren't ten thousand dollar buy ins. But I, I just, like, it, when you start talking about fifth round, I don't know that I'm taking Daryl Henderson before, like, an Aaron, like, a, a uh, Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. I mean, Allen Robinson like is, is fourth like, round. Yeah. David Montgomery, definitely yeah. not. But, I mean, uh, you just got him in our, our mark draft on the previous podcast at five, uh, the end of the fifth round, 510. And I was like, that's a steal. Like, like that's a yeah, huge value. Because the guys that were going around him were so he So he, he right hunt. now is coming off the board around as the 27th running back taken Raheem Mostert behind Raheem Mostert, Mike Davis, James, the obsession over James Robinson. Yeah. I take miles Gaskin. Um, I mean the Deandre Swift, uh, ADP hasn't really got, you know, gotten in here just yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's right around comparable guys and he's got guaranteed workloads. So yeah, I mean, like you said, guaranteed workloads. That's what I'm looking for. People who are on the field, Guaranteed to touch the ball, that have a, a a solid role that I can predict pretty accurately. You know, obviously we got to talk about barring injury and yada yada yada, but that's true for every single player at any given time. So just throw that out of the window. And Daryl Henderson is a guy who will be on the field. He's shown a proficiency in pass blocking, so he can play third downs if need be. I mean, what's not to like other than your your paranoia that he's going to get hurt? I mean, have that paranoia for every single player, and you'll never pick a guy. That's true. It's good. It's a good point. It's good. It's a fantastic point. Fantastic <laughs> point. Uh, also, their running back room: Xavier Jones and Jake Funk. Yeah, I'm not threatened so. by no. Yeah. Unless they bring someone. Unless in, they bring they still could, in. but they haven't yet. We'll bring that up when it happens. Like I don't yes. think they're bringing Todd Gurley back. I don't think Todd Gurley even wants to go there. He doesn't want to play for McVay, who broke his knees again. And then you've got Lev Bell, who I haven't heard any connection to any team. He's rapping. Yeah, he's doing his rap career in Miami. Still pretty good. And then. Uh, Duke Johnson, who Duke I'm not threatened by if he goes there. I would be threatened if Duke went there, but I'd be we'll cross that bridge. When he would, he would catch the less passes, but then we still have to account for 100 and 299 vacated rushing attempts, and yeah. I don't think Duke's cutting into half that. No. Troubling. Yeah, so Troubling. Um, wide receivers. So there's 190 vacated targets, mainly from Josh Reynolds and Gerald Everett. I'm shocked Josh Reynolds had 81 targets. Yeah. I love Seems Josh. I'm a big Josh Reynolds guy, but I'm shocked to hear that number. We only turned into 52 that's catches. Just, that's why. I, <laughs> you, right. Like, so this is two. We just look at Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Both of them had over 120 targets. Neither of them got over a thousand receiving yards. <laughs> like, this is what Jared Goff does to two good wide receivers. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. So again, this is why those should go up. I mean, Woods can stay around the same. Yes, but Cup should be. <clears throat> Right back to where he was a couple years ago. Right. Well, and it was that it was those touchdowns, right? I mean, he only had three last year. So yeah. 
he it, dropped it a bad. couple of bad ones too. Like I like I vividly remember like Goff hit him in the end zone right right by the pylon on one and he just dropped yep. it. It sounds like Jerry Goff probably should have thrown a better ball. It, you know what? It was a little wobbly. It wasn't <laughs> I blame Goff. <laughs> It's not like how they come off the uh, throwing drills, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you don't know where to lay the blame, but what I can tell you right off the bat is if you catch 90 balls and 92 balls, you should have over 1,000 yards. Hey, by the way, Robert Woods contributing uh, 155 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. They had a lot of trick plays with him. Interesting. Not, not trick. I wonder but... where that knocks him off. So he finishes as wide receiver three. Take those running, rushing touchdowns away and those rushing yards. It's probably wide receiver like 18, 19. Oh, yeah. That, uh, it's kind of funny. Also, it's funny that Cooper Cup had 92 catches and 974 yards, and we just talked about DK Metcalf, who had 83 and 1,300 yards. So <laughs> right. 10 less balls caught, 400 more yards. Decent average. Yeah. Robert Woods seems like a Matt Stafford guy, so I like, I like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I'm very excited to up. see uh, Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell in this, uh, this offense as well. I mean, they're – going to have a third guy out there matt stafford has always I mean, played well with like a danny amendola and these slot guys if one of them can fill that role it, it's big upside i yeah, mean even Cooper when Cup. um tavon austin was there for years with uh, jared goff i mean he, he played a nice slot role a little gadgety and tutu atwell is the uh, a spitting image of him except way younger i mean you gotta add in deshaun jackson too that they brought in i mean say what you want but that just helps matt I mean, i'm not saying dropped deshaun jackson sorry yeah don't draft him but it just helps stafford out Right. Tremendously. Yeah, well, and I, I was going to say, like, so the, the way I actually envision this going is that Deshaun's going to be playing that go route. He's going to do the one thing that he does, then Robert Woods is going to be playing those, you know, medium to long routes, and then Cup is going to man the slot. But yep. I am interested to see where Van Je- Jefferson comes in, and then Scotty's man crush, you know, Tyler Higby. How's he playing all this? Right. Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> by the end, it was of, a mock draft. By the by, the time the season starts, I'm going to convince you that Tyler Higby is your favorite player in the NFL. I'm just not as worried about Deshaun you hated Jackson. him last year. I, I did, I did, and <laughs> I was right. And now I this know. year, I I don't mind him. But yeah, I was just gonna say I'm not as worried about Deshaun Jackson. I mean, a 34 year old wide receiver who hasn't stayed healthy for the last few years. I know I just made a whole point about not worrying about injuries. It's true for everybody. It's more true for him than anybody else. I oh mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you get these burners. Yeah. Right? I'm not drafting him in any format. No. 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 Uh, I mean, if he gets in Dynasty, I like I like Van Jefferson and in Tutu. I would draft. Actually, that's not true. I would draft Deshaun Jackson in uh, best ball. Ooh, best ball. It's not a bad, he's not a, a bad pick. He, he's always a fantastic pick. Like late, hey, late, he's, late round. He's he's like he's like the one B to Sammy's one A for week one. Uh, mm. uh, Sammy Jackson. Sammy Jackson. <laughs> Sammy Jackson. I tried that last year, but it didn't get hurt in week one. Like, oh, that so that that doesn't help. Wait, <laughs> D- Deshaun Watkins. It's like Deshaun Watson. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. nailed, it. nailed it. Next team. Hey, oh, next team. Yeah. All right, uh, Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Tom, you can. T- you can take this one. Air raid offense, baby. Oh, yeah. That air raid offense that led to, you know, a uh, mediocre middle of the pack. Passing touchdown. <laughs> Sub 4,000 yards passing. 558 <laughs> attempts. Who will they be this year? Probably shit. Air raid 133 rush attempts. <laughs> Fire quarterback. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you lose a lot of credibility when that happens. But anyway, uh, they're 13th in offensive points scored. Six in offensive yards from scrimmage. 17th to passing yards. Oh, and hey, what do you know? The strength of the team rushing the ball. Air raid siren. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm sorry. Kingsbury's 
he he's a bit he is thriving off of the fact that Bill O'Brien's a fucking moron. He's got a below average quarterback who can throw the ball to that guy. Uh and and so yeah, so we'll see what happens. So my here's my thing with Kyler Murray. Great fantasy quarterback, 133 rushing attempts, 819 rushing yards for 11 rushing TDs. Now, I say that stat line first because his passing numbers are so middle of the pack that if it wasn't for the rushing numbers, you wouldn't want him in fantasy. 375 completions, under 4,000 yards, 26 TDs, 12 interceptions. Like Without Kyler's leg, Kyler is Jared Goff. Uh, oh, no. don't do <laughs> I, him. I give him a little bit of a pass because he got hurt. The shoulder got his throwing shoulder got hurt. Like, yes, what ten that's, games into the season? So he was QB one coming into week twelve. But again, to Thomas' point, he was QB one because of his legs, right? More more than anything. Yeah, else. but I mean, like that's but, why you drafted me because hundred percent. I'm drafting Josh Allen because of his legs. Hundred percent. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray has the benefit of throwing DeAndre Hopkins the ball 160 times. That's so a lot of targets. It's a, some would say. That's always a good one to say. Um, yeah, so let's let's chat about the passing game for a second. So they have 158 vacated targets. Like you said, 160 targets to DeAndre Hopkins. That's a lot of targets, right? There's not many more you can give DeAndre Hopkins, but could you give him 200? It's almost half Ooh, of your game completions. Season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. He account. Oh, that's actually a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Half of half of almost. Half. It's just under. It's about, Holy shit. <laughs> About a third. Yeah, so DeAndre caught 115 balls of the 375 completions that Kyler made. But they... Um, where the hell am I going with signed this? Signed A.J. Green. They signed A.J. Green. They still have Christian Kirk. Um, they let go of Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think we have a contract they, situation no, update no, yet. He, he's a free agent. I think he's done. Yeah, okay, right so now, they, there's no discussion. So they also drafted Ron Moore, which is a huge draft. Right. Yeah. So, And that's what I was going to say. So then they also drafted Rondell Moore. So you've got... And they drafted Rondell Moore to really replace Andy Isabella. I don't think they're happy with Andy Isabella. And Christian Kirk all. to some extent, I, I think. I wouldn't be happy with Christian Kirk. Nor would I. I mean, no. when we look at 158 vacated targets, but then you also add in Christian Kirk 79, which could very well be part of a vacated target situation if you're thinking about Rondell Moore and A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins all healthy on the field at, at, at the same time. Christian Kirk's the odd man out. And I think yeah. he's a fine player. I think they should probably trade him for picks or, or, or you know, just get rid of him, get, you know, take the salary off your, off your books. But he has been by far the most inconsistent wide receiver on this team. I mean, he's been more useless than a 45-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what his upside is at the end of the day. Uh, Michael Floyd, that's his upside. Yeah, remember exactly. Michael Floyd? Floyd, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! I'm Catch a bomb. Obsessed with that guy. I mean, they were great college players. It's just like they're just not succeeding now. Where I I kind of balk a little bit at all of this is that this is a quote unquote air raid offense, and we run an up tempo offense, and yada yada yada. So they should be in theory playing with four wide receivers on the field because they were constantly running out of the shotgun last year. I mean, that's where a majority of Kenyon Drake's carries from. Um, and now Chase Edmonds mans that backfield. They've got, what, 241 vacated rushing attempts. So you get Chase Edmonds and really just James Conner uh, manning that, that that backfield. And, I mean, I guess Eno Benjamin. I would toss him in there. He'll, he'll get some work. My I b- would think this is the year, though, that this 
air raid thing starts to catch on because I just don't know that you're going to have the success. All things considered, Kenny Drake is a good, talented running back, and he didn't have a very good season rushing the ball, even though that was like their their strength. I mean, they got 2,200 yards or whatever um, well, in, and, in the rushing game. And Kyler had 11 of those touchdowns on the ground, and a, a big chunk of them were in the red zone. Yeah, so I'm worried about James Conner coming into this offense. I mean, if he can stay healthy and that he becomes the battering ram on the goal line, and there's a lot less of this read option where Kyler keeps it and, and tries to run it in through That's the wickets of, of monstrous men, whereas which is where he hurt his shoulder. Which is smart for the team, right? Terrible for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, for it, you if you're a Kyler owner. I mean, like, but his pass mark should go up. Yeah, well, theoretically, hopefully. like when he's on the ten yard line, he was doing that stuff. Yes, and then t- ten yard line now, you know, you have a guy like AJ Green and Deirdre Hopkins who can both catch a cont- contested ball against that. anyone. Yeah, and, and yeah, you would absolutely hope that that's the case. But I'm worried that they go, okay, we'll turn and hand it to James Conner. He'll just he'll just run it in, and you're like, oh, well, now I just lost sixty six points of of Kyler's fantasy value. Not that he's going to lose all of them; he's going to score some touchdowns, but oh, yeah. you're going to lose a chunk. Right. I think that I think that's almost inevitable at this point. So we've got. I mean, I think everybody's consensusly has Kyler as a top three, top five quarterback. Yeah. Yep. DeAndre Let's Hopkins, go. I think, is a top three, top five wide receiver. Uh, I don't know. If you're selecting any other wide receiver on this team. I mean, AJ Green probably late. I, w- I would think AJ Green I, probably late. I I'd would stay take away the from shot. him, but I take the so, shot on him. I'm late. so over I, him. Late. Well, like, he burned you. Well, he burned no, you so bad he's dead. To like me. I'm not taking a shot for, on him if he's like if I'm fading wide receivers in the draft. He's not the guy. I'm like, all right, he's my wide receiver three. No, I'm gonna take someone else. But as a bench dash, I don't twelfth, twelfth to fourteenth sure. round. You take a sure. shot on him. Why not? Now Chase Edmonds and James Conner. I just got Chase in what the eighth. Yeah. So. Where where is he? You right got him in the sixth. He's the twenty eighth running back coming off the off the board. I, I'm I'm heating up on Chase Edmonds right now. I, I think that he proved that he can be something special, and we'll see. I know you're pulling for James Conner, but I, I'm I, not going to take a shot on James Conner. I do I think say. that they can coexist beautifully. I, I don't. They don't do the same thing at all. I mean, Chase Edmonds is, is an electric speedster, good in the passing game, like can even slot out if we need him to. James Conner doesn't do that. He grabs the ball in the eye form and runs straight forward or, you know, uh, right. one single back set between the tackles. I mean, that's, re- that's really his specialty. There's no, you know, toss it to him outside and let him go make a play in space. That's not his game. So I really think the two can coexist very, very well together. And again, I don't want Chase Evans running between the tackles on the goal line. Give it to James Conner. He has the size to do it. If he can stay healthy, that's the person you want doing it. So I'm taking them both, not on the not on the same team. I'm not out of my no, mind. No, but <laughs> I think where you got Chase is good. Six, like end of the sixth, seventh, eighth round is where you'd want to see him go. Connor, well after that twelfth round, I'd start looking at him if he's hanging out. He probably doesn't hang out that long, but that's where I'm going to start looking at him. Right. Yeah. Like one of those picks that like you're going to drop at some point. So see what he does in the first week or two. If he, if he hits, great. If not, then drop yeah. him. Connor like, Connor went eleven seven in our. Uh, in our in that mock, super in that super flex mock, mock that yeah. we just did, uh, can I find him real quick on fantasy calculator? Either I'm really too far down, I'm too far down. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, before we move on to the next team, Ronell Moore. You're gonna take a shot on him at all? Last round, 15, okay. 16. I'll say the same, but yeah, redraft probably not. No. Okay. 
Uh, you? The you? interesting thing here is they don't have a tight end. They haven't had a tight end in... Ooh, I was they, just going to say that, too. Do draft any tight end because Daryl is now gone. Yeah, and he was the only tight end that was and... legit. Like, I'm not taking Max Williams. Is he, is he still no. there? Yeah, yeah Max yeah. Williams. Max Williams, uh, Daryl Daniels looks like they're there. But again, this is oh, a team... D- Derry Danny still there? Oh, hey, Diddy's. Uh, this is a team again. Like it, they want to be up tempo. They don't want their sluggy tight ends coming in there. Uh, and to answer your question, I'm not taking a shot on Rondell Moore okay. unless it's unless it's late and it's deep. You have a deep, uh, deep league. Yeah, like if we didn't do super flex in that mock, I'd probably be more keen on taking Rondell Moore, like 14, 15, 16, because I ended up taking Cam Newton as a third quarterback. I wouldn't do that in redraft right. with like a standard redraft. A five, bl- five bench. League no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's a, we... that's a pretty shallow league. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Jimmy, go. Ooh. <laughs> hey, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Jimmy, hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, six and ten, uh, and they uh, they drafted a quarterback, quarterback named Trey Lance. Now they traded up. They... Uh, how long before the draft do they make that trade up to the third pick? Yeah. Shit, I'm trying I, to remember I that. I want to say it was like, maybe not a month, but a couple weeks. That was when the Dolphins traded twice in a day. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, uh, good on Brian Flores. What a good team he's putting together. Carves went over there. He's like, hey, I, 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 I got your trades. Yeah, I can get, get you some trades. We got to trade a fourth, though. It was in March, March 26th. Okay, so, so a month before the draft. Yeah, yep. so about a month before the draft. So they knew, and it sounded like weeks heading in, the guy that they wanted it sounded like Trey Lance was their guy from from the beginning. Well, there right? was, I mean, a lot of people were saying a Mac lot Jones. of the Mac Jones. There was a lot of Don't Mac Jones. Me. Gregor. Point of Vegas. <laughs> it's Gregor and you. I, I Mac only Jones. said no, I didn't want that. Well, at you all. didn't want him. You didn't want. I him. want him. I'm saying what what everyone was saying was Mac Jones was going to go there. I'm just saying. They, I told you it was Trey Lance, yeah. and I hope you made a lot of money on that bet. I actually didn't bet that. I didn't either. I'm, <laughs> you probably, you probably should. I made like three bucks. Awesome. Uh, anyway, they draft Trey Lance, but they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. Now Jimmy Garoppolo has not played like a full season his entire career. I don't know if that's an accurate statement. Um, but being a right. Patriots fan, the, that feels the Super Bowl right, season, right? maybe. Uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Well, no, where he's it. been a starter. <laughs> that was probably it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, six games played, 140 attempts. Whoop de doo. Uh, and now Nick Nick Mullins passed the ball 326 times. So didn't CJ Beathard. So I mean, as a team, they put it up. You know, both 600 times. If my math's right, probably not. It probably is not. What a data analyst. 570 times. Uh, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Now. I say this stat line to you because apparently he's still the starter, according to uh, their head Everyone, coach there. Yeah. Shannon. Wow, I'm brain farting all over the place. I think it, it creates a very interesting dynamic for this team, depending on who the starting quarterback is. Yep, and to answer your question, he played one full season, 16 games in 2019, the Super Bowl season, and he threw 476 attempts, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks. So it was not even a good season. Well, that was the back of the defense. And the running game. Yeah, Raheem Mostert's breakout year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anything under 500 attempts is almost like you do your piddly shit to your game manager. Um, so, it, and again, the reason we bring it up is because I think it's drastically going to impact the way that this team plays. Um, now they're revamping a lot of shit, right? So let me just start with who left, right? McKinnon left, Coleman left, uh, Kendrick Bourne left. Dante Pettis and his awesomeness left. Even Jordan uh, Reed retiring is like significant. They have George Kittle, but 
I was going to say, four, I mean, they have 46 targets still to him. Um, so all those guys left, and then they brought in, you know, say what you will about Wayne Gallman. He, he's serviceable. Oh, yeah. Uh, they bring in Trey Lance, and they also bring in Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. So, you know, they're they're revamping the whole offense. I would say it's still going to be a ground-first game, right? I mean, it's still going to be Mostert, Jeff Wilson. They still have Jermichael Hasty, your boy, uh, check. Um, and then George Kittle will be manning the tight end position. But then you have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. It's – I don't want to say, like – Raven-esque in the sense, or Raiders-esque in the sense that it's like mediocrity, but this situation is very muddy in the sense that you can't look at the quarterback and say, okay, I know who the quarterback's going to be. I know who the quarterback's going to target because they really weren't targeted that much. I mean, Ayuk benefited from Debo being out. Debo benefited from Ayuk being out. The only thing you can really count on is the run game, and the run game just got chicken up. Yeah, <laughs> like, and when you all, we already didn't know what to expect from the run game on a week by week basis, so now you lose guys, you bring other guys in, guys that haven't even you know played a snap in the NFL. I'm I'm at a loss. Like I don't know who to draft out of this offense. I don't know who not to draft. I don't know who's going to be playing. I don't know who's sitting on the bench. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo lasts more than a few weeks until they decide they have to go over to Trey Lance. I mean, but I could be wrong on that too. I would hope not, because like. Or he just gets hurt in week two and it doesn't even matter. And Trey Lance is right. Right. <laughs> you trade up. It's not like like we've seen teams that had a top three pick and didn't trade up or trade down or anything. They kept the pick, pick a QB, and yeah, you let them sit for a bit, like a Daniel Jones. No, they traded up on purpose, which is like Garoppolo might start week one, week two, but it's Trey's job. Like you got this guy for a reason. Like you went out of your way to trade a bunch of shit to take this guy. He's your guy. And, and, and with him, is he going to run too many times to make most certain sermon, not rosterable, like not startable, I guess. Cause, Cause he could run for like 800 yards easily. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the one thing I'll say about Lance is even if you move up to pick him, maybe he's just your guy of the future. And we've seen these quarterbacks that have sat a year. I mean, Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers sat multiple years and all these guys that have sat for a while and learned the league have great, great, great success. I don't know that that's the same situation with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Trey Lance is not going to learn how to be a premier NFL quarterback from Jimmy Garoppolo. That, that, right. That's right. not, the, that's not the guy that's going to groom him into that role. Maybe Shanahan can do it. I don't. I don't really know if he's ever if he's ever done it with a quarterback. He obviously didn't do it with Jimmy, but Jimmy's not really been on the field enough to prove it. But I mean, again, I, you can't comp it to Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid because Andy Reid's Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. Like Aaron Rodgers learned from Brett Favre. These are like generational talents that can teach you the NFL position. Jimmy Garoppolo learned from Tom Brady, but now you're getting diluted information. If it was Tom Brady here, I'd be like, yeah, this is oh, yeah. sick. Trey Lance can learn behind him for however long. He's gonna be sick, but. Yeah, well, I mean, and and even look at the, like, so I I think that's just, not to discredit what you were just saying, but it's like, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably also sitting there saying like, hey, fuck you, kid, I want to keep my job, right? Like, Brett Favre hated Rodgers being there. The reason that Jimmy Garoppolo is not on the Pats is because Brady hated it. There's no guarantee that Garoppolo is, like, okay with this. Also, as an organization, a failed quarterback to be mentoring my guy, you're better off throwing Trey Lance to the Wolves. So... If you're drafting today, are you drafting as though it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I think that as fantasy drafters, we have to at least make an assumption there somewhere. And I'm going to make the assumption it's Trey. Yeah, in, in Superflex, I'm taking Trey. I'm not not taking Jimmy. I think that's what we just saw. 
happen in our draft. If it's redraft, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching anybody. Well, I mean, right. sorry, not redraft. If it's standard, right? One quarterback. You know, I'm not. But touching but I mean, but I really mean Ayuk um, Samuel as a whole offense. I'm, oh, I'm it, doing yeah, Trey. Right. Okay. So then that, in my opinion, makes Ayuk interesting, and it degrades all the running backs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, you, it, well, and Kittle's Kittle. So let's leave you, that there. You can also make the same case for Trey Lance that even if he runs it a Lamar Jackson amount of times, if San Francisco commits to the run game, it doesn't matter. If they can run this this read option the same way that they're doing it in Baltimore, you can have multiple running backs and the quarterback with success. It, it, yeah. the, 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 the system and the prototype exists already. Mm-hmm. But is Trey Lance Lamar Jackson? I don't think he is. I don't think he throws it like Lamar. I don't think he runs it like Lamar. He runs it more like Josh Allen. But he's not quite Josh Allen's size, so yeah, not quite, not quite. Nobody really not, is not six six. No, <laughs> not uh, yet. But I mean, my my fear with the running game is is exactly a Baltimore situation. Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Now, granted, all I don't think they had a healthy. Yeah, none of their running backs were healthy for a full sixteen games. Oh, actually, except for uh, Jerick McKinnon, looks like which is the weirdest one that you which would is never the weirdest yeah. one. But he only played uh, like four games i think i mean listen use check was healthy too so let's go wishbone how you doing uh but jeff wilson had 126 attempts 4.7 yards per carry raheem mostert five yards a carry on 104 attempts well like what are we doing here and then you draft uh trey sermon elijah mitchell you bring in wayne gallman very high they traded for trey sermon they they traded up to dagum yeah and uh wayne gallman had 4.6 yards per carry and Trey Sermon, by the way, so they traded up to go and get him, 7.5 yards per carry in, in college, which, eh, say what you will about college stats, 7.5 yards per carry is actually like... That's, that's unbelievable. That's fucking solid. That's pretty pretty, pretty good. Pretty. I mean, if they use four running backs in a read option with a quarterback who's going to... Let's give, let's give uh, Mr. Lance 60 carries. Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's one of the most peculiar offenses that you're going to look at. I mean, you, you you don't know who is going to contribute. You just we haven't known for years who the guy was going to be. Whether it was Matt Breida a couple years back, whether you know uh, Carlos Hyde was there for a little while. It's like who's going to be the guy on any given day, and it's anybody's guess. It makes starting anybody in this backfield difficult in fantasy in all formats. And quite honestly, I don't I don't really want any piece of it. I don't think one guy, no matter how well he plays, sets himself apart to the point that you know you can start him safely every week. I mean, for a while, we thought it was Raheem Mostert. They went out and paid him, and then last year he played eight games and struggled with injury. And really, I mean, five yards of carry is good with his in, but he got two touchdowns. So that's that's problematic as well and wasn't really a factor in the passing game. Now, uh, who who was quarterback last year? It wasn't Jimmy. It was you know Nick I Mullins know, Nick and C.J. Beathard and all these guys. So there's that too. But at this point, like we said at the top of the, the San Francisco team, Garoppolo has played one full season in his career, so I'm almost penciling him in for less than half a season. Whether he's healthy or not, I mean, Trey Lance is still looming, but there's a very realistic world where Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt two games into the season. Trey Lance looks like a chicken with his head cut off trying to run an offense that he doesn't understand, and his offense is going to be worlds different from the Jimmy Garoppolo offense that they're supposedly installing all Mm offseason. Like, I'm I'm not comfortable with any of this. I'm I'm not. I mean, I'm going to ask you guys. I mean, Scotty, you take a shot on one of these running backs – it's Raheem Mostert, right? Yeah, it's him, and I'll do Sermon as well later. But again, like I, I when I'm at those picks and they're there, I won't come with Corey. Like I'll let someone else deal with it, <laughs> and I'll pick a guy like Mel- Melvin Gordon over 
Mostert because I think I know what role he's going to have. Like even in our in our mock on the previous pod, I took Michael Carter instead of Trey Sermon, which is like shit. The Jets, like I don't really want Jets players either, but I think I know that he's going to be on the field as the primary guy versus Trey Sermon, who's in a mix no matter which way. You yeah, I mean, it. I mean the thing is Jeff Wilson's out for the first. I think at least the first six weeks. I think it's yeah. going to be in public to start the, the uh, season. But then there's a world where Wayne Goldman's your your uh, league. Well, again, it's like, and then you get Moser one week, Sermon one week, Goldman one week, and then by that time it's Jeff Wilson back, and then it's four people. Like, yeah. just like last year, it's like, do I start Coleman? Do I start Wilson? Do I put in McKinnon? Hasty has some games, like. And you keep missing on the guy, right? And you're like, okay, well, I'm not playing Sermon this week. Then he gets – that's his week. He scores 20. You put him in. Now he's back to four. And you're like, oh, my God. Now I've lost three weeks in a row on fantasy because I can't pick a running back to save my life. That's my that's my team. And then you have Debo and Ayuk doing the friggin' jet sweeps at the goal line. And, yeah, scooping and up touchdowns. Yeah, like, so, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a fun offense to watch. It's not going to be a fun offense to be part of in fantasy, I don't think. Yeah. That being said, I will probably – Take Debo and Ayuk if they come to yes, me I, at I, the right spot. Like, I do like, love I, both players. I want in on them. I, I'm, I'm a lot dicier on the running backs. I, it would have to be so, tremendous value. So let me let me break down the running backs right now. Uh, Raheem Mostert going at 601, so beginning in the sixth. Trey Sermon's going in the ninth round. So three rounds later, you can probably get the, the same similar workload running back in the same offense. Guys going after Raheem Mostert. Travis Etienne, Daryl Henderson, Chase Williams, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Damian Harris, Ronald Jones. All these guys have knowns in their offenses and what they're going to be, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you can take Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon out of it. But regardless, those names I just mentioned, they have proven roles. And even them, like, you know it's 1A1B. There's no, I mean, sure, Royce Freeman's there, but nobody gives a shit. Yeah, fuck Royce Freeman. It's two guys. Boom. Play, Play the game. Mike Boone. Shut up. It's the two guys. All right, so let's let's talk about the tight ends real quick. So George Kittle and Ross Dwelly, okay. Um, so George next, Kittle. yeah. So okay, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, Debo and Ayuk. So we were, you guys were just talking about this. If you had to pick one wide receiver to the other, Ayuk. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Ayuk. Yeah, um, Debo struggled with injury. It has me a little. I bit assume Debo's though. ADP is far lower than Ayuk's. Yeah, so I'm looking it up right now. So Ayuk is 708, 26 wide receiver coming off the board. Debo is 909, 35th wide receiver coming off the board. I would I'd rather have Brandon Ayuk than some of the guys going after him. I mean Claypool, Devontae Smith. Although, I don't know. Actually looking at some of the names, I mean Jamar Chase is going after him, Sutton's going after him, Juju's going after him, Robbie Anderson's going after him. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's that the tier guy I own. of wide receiver that's very tough. Like yeah. they're probably all in the same tier. I mean, they <clears> went <throat> seven, eight, and eight, six. Ayuk uh, Debo in our recent mock, in the, in the most plus. recent mock. And we, and what makes it even more difficult about like picking these guys, right? Is it, neither of them were healthy for the whole season, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so you want to like, be like, oh, Debo gets hurt, so I'll, I'll drop him. Okay, Ayuk got hurt too, so same logic. Right. But then. Well, and if, we still if healthy. You know, they both play almost the same role. It's just like who's going to play it better in a, in a given week. I don't know. Right. Nobody I mean, does. Shanahan doesn't freaking know. No, he doesn't. I, this is going to be a bad offense. I think. I think it's. I it's think it's be a struggling offense. Good offense, but it's going to be for fun. Fantasy. It's like, going to be fun to watch. But yeah, yes, it's going to be yes, bad for yes. fantasy. Yep. Um, and what we didn't touch on again: another overweight guy coming back in the league to 
do something. Jordan Matthews uh, switched to tight end. Oh, that's right. He went from 215 to 235. Like that's it's on that Kelvin Benjamin diet. <laughs> well, he hasn't stole anything yet, yet, yet. I'll check my sources, but I'm pretty sure he's he's not a thief of food yet. They Kelvin's owe. in his ear. Like, also, hey, just a, a small note: they owe Jimmy Garoppolo 26 million dollars this year. <laughs> okay, they have to trade him for like his full like. It's a Carson. They want deal. They want a first round pick, and they're not getting it. They need. If they can get a six-round pick and a team to take his full salary, you do that. Yeah. You absolutely do that. Yep. You could free up that all. I mean, you could sign two or three guys for that and have actual contributing players on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Instead, you're paying one guy to get hurt in two games. Hey, Houston. Hey, Houston. You guys get DeAndre Hopkins still? Oh, no? You traded him last year for nothing? Damn. See, like, if I was <laughs> if I was every bad team in the league and I had, like, a bad contract deal or just a player I don't want, like Nikhil Harry, I'd be calling Houston oh, yeah. straight away. Like, hey, listen, you made so many bad deals in the past. Hey, you want to make re- another one? R- Ronald Cobb, you need someone else. Yeah. I'd hey, try to get friggin' Nico Collins off the team. I guess he's killing it in camp. Yeah, camp yeah, pipes fun. They aren't going to get rid of that guy ever. I don't think so either. Poor Nico. He's the new Andre Johnson. This guy's name's Nico. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I suppose we don't need to talk about George. Yeah, so that's the NFC West. We're done with divisions now. Right. We oh, are. Woo! We just did a Superflex mock. And coming up, busts, breakouts, sleepers, sleepers dart bounce throws, backs, dart throws, all those. That's a dart. Obviously. <laughs> uh, so all that stuff coming up. And then we'll have updated rankings. We'll do the power yes. hour. Oh yeah. So let's let's set a date for that because I feel like we need to do that. Ah, do I have a calendar? Stupid map. Uh, you, you got a phone, right? I got a calendar. Um, today oh, is August tenth. So today's the tenth. Are we gonna do our power hours? Ooh, Scotty. During the draft weekend. Oh shit! You can't go up to New Hampshire on the twentieth. No. God damn it. <laughs> We can right, we'll figure it. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out. We could do it on the twenty eighth when we do our draft here. It's a little long though. Ooh, we could do a power hour before the. Oh, actually, I before have, the draft. You I serious? I have my uh, <laughs> my niece's birthday party. Uh, that she I have to, she that would I have not to mind. Go. She, she wouldn't she, even know. She won't mind. Maybe we can do it on the twenty seventh. Uh, so anyway, in the next two weeks or so, we've got a power hour, hour coming up. Uh, going over updated rankings and stuff like that because I I, mean, I think most drafts happen in that twentieth to you know August twentieth to September fourth range yeah yeah so like these next three weeks are going to be crucial for us to get stuff out to everybody so but as always sign up on the website we'll get you'll get access to our rankings and our draft kit before we do a power hour right yeah so you'll have That'll those ahead of time. Um, and again, I mean, reach out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, uh, top shelf F and TSY DM us, private message us, inbox us, yeah, email even, us. Even if you want us, if you want us, like an article yeah. on something, or if you want rankings from us, or you want something in specific DM Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> just, just go to Scotty. It's, uh, at Scotty. But no, I mean, DM, uh, DM our, uh, top shelf fantasy profile on any, any social media and we'll get it out. I mean, it's something, something we love to do. Right, yeah, we can, we can get those out to everybody. You want a breakdown on why you Tutu Atwell is better than Van hey. Jefferson? Let me know. Yeah, and listen, Ooh. you reach out to us, and you ask for that entry into the listener league. Oh, yeah. Um, right, Gift, Gift Boy. Uh, we don't know what his name is. Gift but Boy. He, yeah, the guy who... Oh, Gift Man. Twitter, yeah, Gift, we'll, Gift Man. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, he's he's got an, an entry, it sounds, or maybe a shot. I don't know. Who knows what his name is. Uh, top Shelf Fantasy, TopShelfFantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Oh, 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 oh,
Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.